morning. What's cracking? It's a nice 48 degrees. 9-11. November 20. What's today? The 28th? Today the 28th? Yeah, it's a Saturday, though. Ah, what's going on, world? What's going on? My two fans, I love y'all. I'm keeping your business. So, Black Friday, right? Family and I, we don't do nothing. We're just chilling, cleaning up the house. Cause we plan, because of the majority of our family, the way that um, a lot of the schedules work, majority of them work on Thanksgiving. So we didn't have it on traditional Thursday, Thanksgiving. What we ended up doing was um, planning it for the Saturday because everybody didn't work a Saturday. So we're like, all right, let's do it. So, which is today. So yesterday, in preparation for today, what we had done is clean up the house. Because, you know, the house is basically where... Um, my mother-in-law's house, I'm sorry. Give you some context. Uh, my mother-in-law's house is uh, everybody's house, basically, because it's the place where their grandparents, the family, the grandma and grandpa, it's the place where they raise the kids. It's the place where when anybody needed a place to stay, that was where they went, right? So, with that, we had to get it clean because we hadn't cleaned it in a while. And um, we're doing that all day yesterday. And, uh, oh, sorry. Um, my mother-in-law father-in-law come home and they say, Merry Christmas. We didn't want to wrap this and we don't know how to hide it. What is it? A 75-inch TV. Praise the Lord. Such a big TV. I The last TV I got was on sale at a Sam's Club for $400. It's a little 55-inch TV, you know. I, I was happy with that. And that was fucking years ago. So... Then popping up with this one, this monster of a TV, I'm like, holy moly. And we don't have anything for this TV because I made the mistake of unboxing it just to look. And then I pieced it together and then everybody was like, yo, why don't you just put that up tonight? But we couldn't because we didn't have... Um, a stand. We didn't have a wall mount. We, we really we didn't have anything for it and it was like freak. So the wife goes online. She's looking around seeing you know what's available for basically the next morning pickup. And we find something at Target that we you know we like. It's solid. It's very. It's gonna be sturdy. Because when I picked it up, it was fucking heavy. You know, like crazy heavy. But 
we do that, we enjoy evening, we watch some TV, and we go to bed, I don't know, 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock this morning. Mind you, Target opens at, I think, 8. So, I got to get up early and go. I get up this morning, bath, shower up, get ready, get the truck warmed up. And make the push, man. Make the push. Make the push to get the flag. Get the TV stand. Load it up. Oh, good. And then, um, make my way out of town. I, I go ahead and stop giving me a drink. But now I'm on the road. I got, uh, from here, it really takes about 40, let's see, 30, maybe about, yeah, about 40 to 45 minutes because I'm at a place called Hank's. It takes about that long to get home. And I'm pretty excited because I'm going to try and get this thing put together, pieced together before uh, the entire family shows up so I can, you know, just so it doesn't look crazy sitting out in the middle of nothing you know so with that I bring to you today's podcast Thanksgiving now Thanksgiving for a lot of people is a time to come together it's a time to eat it's a time to you know reflect on your year this is it's the like kind of let all of that stress go from the year. That, that's how I've always looked at it. Even when I was, when I wasn't doing shit with my life and always up to no good and whatever. When when Thanksgiving came around, from Thanksgiving up until uh, mid January, right? Those times were my time to hustle to get things going because back then I mean back then I'm not talking now but back then those times I used to you know used to cut wood used to clean yards used to to pull uh, trash off of uh, people's properties just to get rid of them and they would pay us a, you know, a fee whatever I didn't have a license I was wanted you know so I, I did things to make money to feed myself to clothe myself to to associate with people that were, I guess, living that, that the grown-up life to where, you know, they had responsibilities, they had a job, you know, they got a place and whatever. Well, me, I was just barely getting by, but, you know, and nobody knew that. Uh, like, all of those folks never knew the things that I had to do to, you know, just to be able to hang out and just be have you know a moment with them, but in that it's also taught me that you know hard work never goes unnoticed. I I know that sometimes we get put in situations where we do a lot of uh, we do a lot of bullshit and we, we feel unappreciated. We feel kind of cheated out of what we did, and you know in due time. I'm a firm believer in, in karma, you know, karma, energy, all of that. 
that um, when you get to a point where you're feeling that low, there's something in you that will brush that off and you just gotta continue maintaining, do what you're doing. You gotta always stay solid because, you know, further down the road, you're not, I mean, at, the, at that point when you're feeling low, you're not gonna see the benefits of what you're doing because you're basically preparing yourself for the betterment of what's coming in the near future, you know? Like for me, me doing all of that shit, I build such a rapport with the people that I was around, the community I was with. I mean, okay, example. So I used to haul wood, right? And on the Navajo Nation, it's they, people made it a business. They, they made it an ugly business now, but back then when it was somewhat pure and somewhat innocent, um, you you did things like like for me I would I would somehow come in contact with someone who was in need of wood which you know majority of them was like elders or maybe like uh, someone who was a little disabled that you know couldn't really go out and get it but I went and got it for them and you know I, I didn't charge them like the full price or anything it was just like yo just give me some gas money shit the rest of the, the other stuff I'll figure out I'll figure it out it's all always been I'll figure it out and um, a lot of these people you know they, they they held on to that and further down the road it was like yo what you need I got you oh you need this and the the, the, the one situation I want to talk about is that I had helped out uh, a grandma from, uh, I think it was, it's like Tanali Lake area. Yeah, somewhere that way. It's it's like going towards Hopi. I I really don't know that area, but somehow I came in contact with this this grandma, her grandson, and, you know, like an uncle or something. The the two were, I I don't know what was wrong with them. It's not for me to say or judge. <clears throat> I come in contact with them. They're giving me a story about how, you know, it's cold. And, you know, obviously it is cold. It's like, sheesh. And uh, they asked, you know, like, do you know anybody that can do this? You know, we don't got a whole lot of money, but we need to get something. And it just... It, it felt wrong knowing that I was more than capable of helping these people. It felt wrong to turn them away and turn them to someone else who would who wouldn't give them an opportunity to get themselves, you know, this whole deal. And um, so I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll go out. I'll get it for you guys. Just give me some gas money. And back then, gas wasn't too expensive, so it was like maybe. 40 bucks was fine. So, we do all of that. Um, life happens further down. I don't, I don't speak to them, but they obviously remember me from that gesture. And 
court date happens. Court date, I'm in trouble. You know, I got people that speak on my behalf. Whatever. You know, at this point in my life, I was really, I was, I was set on going to prison. Because in my head, I thought that that was something that I needed. Because I was living, I was living in my head with ideas that needed to calm down. For some reason, I couldn't, I couldn't just turn it off, you know, it was just go, 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 go. I was was drunk most of the time, I was high, I was, you know, always trying to have a female companion different at that and it just it became it became a life of excess that I couldn't sustain and somewhere along the lines I realized like look I need to I need to push pause on this because this is too much I can't get myself out of this hole I don't know how to um, like I'm I'm gonna fucking die if I keep going through through these motions, you know? Because it just seemed like every time I got in trouble, the charges got worse. The time got a bit more lengthy. Uh, I lost more people as the charges got crazier. And, you know, me understanding that, realizing that, I knew that I needed a timeout from life. And because of what I was facing, I had to really come to grips with like, uh, understanding that, yo, I'm about to head to prison and ain't no, there's nothing I can do about it. I put myself in this situation. I just have to fucking bite the bullet. However I come out, however I come out, but it's gonna teach me some things. I knew that much, right? just from having people in my circle seeing peers seeing the OGs that went to prison and how they came out and you know their their impact on the community whether it's good or bad and that's just you know I guess me processing it in that way made sense that yo that's just gonna happen okay so that is is happening talk to the judge tell him that like I'm fucked up I need I need help I need help with life man this is like I never mentioned that I'm scared to die because I was never taught to be fearful of death death comes for you when it comes for you there's no two ways about it that's just part of life my grandparents told me that my father told me that and my mother up until recently has gained the understanding that we all die someday and it's unplanned you know we would like to live our full extended life but the fact is this it doesn't work like that Healthiest people can die when they're young. 
sickest, most most helpless people sometimes outlive, you know, the most healthiest, strongest people. I mean, that's just the way it goes. So, I never mentioned that. But I, I do ask for help. I need a new way to think about what I'm doing. This behavior that I picked up, I don't know how to shut it off. I don't know how to do this. I don't want to do that. And, you know, they, the people that heard it in that court that day understood what I was saying. Because I didn't understand it. They saw something that they haven't seen probably in a while was that someone's actually standing here telling us the truth. Someone's actually asking for help. And after my court dead, I go back to jail fucking five minutes. Five minutes into going back into my cell. We hear a loud buzzer. All they say is, Cody, roll up. Roll up. And this is how dumb my mind is. I'm thinking, like, holy shit, I'm getting out of jail. <laughs> Something happened, I'm out of jail. No, what it is, it, it's uh, I got transferred to a, a rehabilitation, a, a substance abuse rehabilitation program inside of the jail, which is probably the best form of education I have ever received. Because not only did I take in what was being told to me, I started learning more about me and my behaviors, right? So, how this ties in with that grandma? Check it. That kid, that that young guy that they were with was in that same program. The dude didn't remember me because you know, he he's going through the same thing. He's got he's got his own demons to work out. He's lived life and you know when you're in that life you, you mingle with thousands of people and you don't remember faces, you don't remember names. If you just shook a hand and say, Hey, what's up? You know, you don't remember that. So I see him because I remember him. And I started talking to him. I started telling him, you know, this was that, that was this. And he just looks at me like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? How do you know? Like, at first he got defensive. And he kind of, you know, started backing off a notch. But but me being me, I, I was maybe a little too aggressive in coming forth with the information. And somewhere he snapped. Snap meaning like, oh yeah, oh shit, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember you. And he starts talking about the grandma and he starts talking about life at home and you know what 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 he basically has to deal with because he it comes from living in the middle of nowhere. He comes from we have to haul water, we gotta buy things in bulk that way we can survive because we're not fortunate enough to hit a convenience store or grocery store or whatever. You know, on a daily basis, we have to just, you know, we live out here. And 
I think within that, just the interaction with the dude and him telling his, you know, telling me about his family and whatnot. His grandma had passed while we were in there. She had, she got caught with pneumonia and it took her, you know, pretty quick and whatnot. So that was sad to, to hear in the jail and saw how fucked up he was because I think he didn't say it out loud, but you know, like that bondship you have with a grandparent, especially one that probably raised you, it just hits a lot harder than someone you you seen like here and there every now and again, you know. So for him, he was real fucked up. And then his release date was coming up because they can only hold you for ninety days. After those ninety days, depending on your charge. Um, you either got released or you got transferred out to where you needed to go to to, to finish up your, your time, you know? So, dude was getting ready to leave. He was on his high horse. He was all about, you know, the sober life, sobriety. And in the program, they used to tell us that, yeah, look, don't, 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 when you first get out, don't, don't put your expectations too high because because you're le- you're learning how to live. You're le- you're basically learning how to relive, how to be functional in society. Like these guys in here in the jail, yeah, you might chit chat with them, but you guys don't go nowhere. You guys don't do anything. You're basically the same person. It's just little things that are off, and when you go back into society, there's different things that you're gonna face, challenges, moods. There's uh, opportunities that are gonna come up to you that are good and bad. You need to realize that what's beneficial to you might not be the best thing for you because you're putting yourself in a position where you know you, you, you shouldn't be. Being that, you know, a lot of us have this uh, twisted ideology about how we should function, how we should move, how we're going to progress, how we're going to win in life. And uh, I think it was two weeks out, two weeks out. He was two weeks out. First week, he was doing good. Second week, we heard that... uh, well, I heard just through the grapevine, you know, people in jail, they talk uh, that dude went back to abusing again, whatever his substance was. And um, he killed himself, put a gun in his mouth and pop, you know, killed himself. And that there was a a lesson to me that we need to, not we, but I, it was a lesson that taught me that I need to not be so wound up about things. There's so much things you have in your power that you can control and then there's a lot more that you can't 
and one of the things that I did as when I got out was I made sure that Thanksgiving it was a time to reflect on the year it was a time to enjoy because we don't have a lot of time on this earth and a lot of our loved ones they come in they go man they they bounce it's life so when I get that opportunity to enjoy times like this I really I embrace it these days I, I have a family now this is me all that shit before was me talking as a single person who had no responsibilities who had nobody to lean on nobody dependent on me to function it was all from a selfish state of mind and these days it's not that no more it's, 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 it's my kids it's first it's me obviously then it's the kids then it's the wife <laughs> then family Because, you know, it's, it's the way, it's the way that I found it comfortable for me to function during these times. And just, you know, there, I, there was plenty of stories like that where there's people that I've met, I, I, I interacted with, and we, we got close and whatnot, and then bam, they're just gone. And that's the life that I, I lived before. And I knew that that shit was coming for me had I stayed in that life, you know. Today, it's, it's not it's not like that for me. Today, people that I meet from back then, during them times, they look at me like, what the fuck happened to you, you know? Like, what's going on? Like, are you a preacher man or something? <laughs> no, I just... I just don't do that shit no more. I mean, I get it. It's cool. Whatever. It's your thing. It's your thing. But it's, it's not for me. It never was for me. And, like I said, starting Thanksgiving, then we got a little bit of weeks, Christmas, a couple of days, New Year's. And then from New Year's, it just kind of fizzles out and you just get over the the madness of the last two months. And you're like, okay, let's go. Let's get the, the year started. So, yeah, I, I love it, though. I love it. I mean, Turkey Day is good. Right now, the familia is at home. They're making turkey. I'm still on the road because it's stupid ass. TV stand. Um, pretty thankful. Pretty thankful. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. I mean, it's, it's that's just a little. That's one little thing in my crazy dumb life that I, I, I've had. And you know, thank you for listening. Love y'all. Be good. Keep it one thousand. One.